Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Saints Hour. Mike Hoss, along with Michael Parenton, who was the director of pro scouting with the Saints in his second year of that. He was certainly a pro scout prior to that. I guess, Michael, we've known each other a little bit. Give me a sense of the trip home from London, kind of when you guys left and, and, and when you, when you arrived. So that, it actually was, <clears throat> was a pretty good, pretty efficient trip uh, on that end on the way going. We had obviously had a little bit of delay there with the logistics and the luggage and, and all that on the, on the handlers part. But um, on the way home, we were able to get to the airport. We got through security clean, um, you know, international travel coming back into the States is, a little bit different process than what our guys are used to and taking your shoes off, separating your laptops, you know, all that stuff, um, separating toiletries. So that, that was, you know, you always worry about guys not reading the memos and, and heeding your warnings as to what's not going to be able to pass consistent with how we normally travel. Um, but no, everything was smooth and efficient and we got out on time and we landed about one o'clock, um, got our luggage quickly and, uh, Everybody was pretty much at home and, and resting. Uh, and then, you know, we had a, a, a large number of guys in actually yesterday, which was awesome, uh, even though they weren't required to be in. We had guys in the weight room. We had guys in the film room. Um, so it seems like everybody's adjusting back, you know, pretty well. Uh, and certainly something that, you know, you look at Seattle going to Detroit last week, flying back home to Seattle, coming home, coming to us this week, you know, they got their share of travel ahead of them as well. Someone had asked Coach Allen when we were in London about the trip from Charlotte to London. He goes, well, "We slept, right? I mean, that was, it was yeah. an overnight kind of deal." On this trip back, was there was there kind of were you kind of already into Seattle week and looking at film and that kind of stuff? Um, I think, well, from my end, yes, we were. Uh, we had someone um, in Detroit for the Seattle game, and then everything was pretty much prepared. I had the expectation of, hey, I want this available to the coaches in case they do want to work because I didn't know how much guys were going to sleep, um, knowing that they wanted to go to sleep once we landed. Uh, and several of the coaches, I think, chose to sleep. Then when we landed, get their work done, um, you know, right from the time we got here and, and just knowing that they were probably going to take an earlier night on Monday uh, to go home and see their families. Give Again, you and I have known each other for a couple of years, but give, give listeners just uh, a description, if you will. I mean, uh, the director of pro scouting, if you were describing this to someone at a cocktail party in the offseason, mm-hmm. how would you do it? Um, so essentially, when a player crosses over into the, from the draft pool to the NFL player pool, 
uh, they become the pro scouting department's responsibility. And I would say that that description varies um, across the league, depending on how your building is structured, how your head coach likes to receive information, um, how, you know, Mickey is such a, a great leader in terms of letting you do your job and letting you develop and be great at your job. Um, so from my department standing, we handle incoming players, uh, 90-man roster. We try to provide any type of available players to our coaching staff or any of those roster needs uh, while staying on top of who's available on the street, who's available on other teams available for trade. Um, and then once the 53-man roster is set and the 16-man rosters for practice squad are set, we stay on top of that as well, making sure we just have answers for the coaching staff. And if we need to sign a particular position, uh, we give them our best options for that. And we know that we have to be comfortable with any of those options that the coaches are going to choose. Um, so we have to do our work on the back, on the back end of knowing what our coaches like, what type of players fit well into our building, what type of players fit well into our scheme. Um, and then also within that, uh, we have three guys, I think do an outstanding job on our staff that go out to the upcoming opponent where you're allowed to sit in the press box for the week before the game. Uh, and then we'll write every single player on that roster and come in and present to the coaching staff on Monday, just the type of game that we're about to play. You know, these coaches watch uh, film and they know X's and O's and they know scheme and they know coverage and they know, you know, a coach's DNA. Um, but we'll try to put a little color to that picture by saying, Hey, yes, I know that they usually like to play, you know, outside zone run schemes. This is how talented I think the runner that they're asking to do that is. And this is what they do as a team when you see them get behind or, get ahead. This is, this is kind of how this game is going to be played. And then we're just a resource for the coaching staff throughout the week um, to kind of help them as they piece together their game plan. And then we'll sit in the box on game day uh, and do the same exact thing. We'll just kind of be in the background and let them know who's coming onto the field, who's coming off the field, if there's an injury, who the sub is, uh, and really not try to be noise, uh, but just try to be as needed uh, an information source. Was it you, if our memory serves me that after like just say this past game, Coach Allen's walked out. He's ready to get on the bus, and it's you know post Minnesota, and he gets handed a file, which is all the lines that somebody's already done the lines work. And here's you know not the complete, but so, you know uh, a file of let's begin work on Detroit. Was that was that not your job? On, or did on I get Seattle. That on yes, Seattle. on Seattle. When I yeah. say Detroit, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Play, play no, 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 you're sorry. good. Um, the uh, yeah, we'll have everything in their inbox ready to roll. Now they'll be. You know, there'll be a ton of reports that these guys present um, from a coaching staff standpoint in terms of his coaching assistance of, you know, hey, this is all the reports of first and 10, you know, third down, just their, just their general, like, this is who we're getting ready to play. And then Coach Allen has his own process where he'll watch all these cut-ups and kind of keep going through that, and he'll flip through our advance and know, okay, I see this player. What, how do we feel about this player? And everybody's going to form their own opinions you know, regardless, and you can't have any hurt feelings if they think a guy's better or worse than how you, you assess them. But that's really kind of our process of understanding how to best communicate in their language um, effectively as to what our opponent is going to be like. The process pretty much the same. I'm not really asking between Sean and Dennis, but pretty much the same as it's been probably for, for several years back. Yeah, we, you know, we'll tweak it every year and see how we can get better. Like I, I've always tried to to stress to, to my staff and just even as a pro scout when I was doing it, that I, I love to, to approach every single advance as if, you know, we're 0.00001% responsible for every win, but man, we're a thousand percent responsible for every loss. So there's got to be ways that we help this coaching staff win and we can't be looking for credit on it and know that 
most of the work when we win is because of our players doing the job that they're executing it well and our coaches are putting them in position to win. And we're not really responsible for that. But if we lose, there's got to be more information we got to be able to find and provide these guys with. And you win as a team, you lose as a team. And it's been a, a, a rather unique beginning for 2022, Saints included. But they, I think they're, as I read, read this right, some 23 teams. So 23 of the 32 teams are either two and two or one and three, which seems like kind of a lot. Other than the Eagles, there's no four and O teams. In fact, the entire yeah. NFC West is two and two. So for whatever reason, it's not what this team wanted. But if, if you were, there was ever a time to maybe have a kind of a slow start, you're not so far behind the eight ball as you are right now after four games. Yeah. You know, it's, it's hard <clears throat> because um, we want to win every game. And we also don't want to discredit losing and why we're losing and, and understand what's happening right now to our team um, to where we have to figure out ways to win. We have to figure out ways to start faster. Um, and we have to look at everybody who's doing it and we, we have to see if there's opportunities to improve. Um, the parity of our league, I feel like, comes from the fact of so many higher salary players now and some top heavy rosters to where, you know, you, you got to stay healthy. Um, you got to be able to win games with backups playing injury rates are higher. And, and, and those are just, that puts a lot more pressure on our department uh, to be able to have a strong practice squad where we can call up players uh, to have young players that are developed that can be called up uh, because you're just going to have to play with, with all 53 guys on your roster and partially uh, your practice squad. So, um, you know, I just think that's the nature of where our league is, but it certainly gives you hope to know, hey, look, there are some things that we're doing as a team um, that we feel like are correctable and we're close, but we also don't want to sit, to lose sight of the fact that there's some missed opportunities here and we have to feel that and we have to feel the implications of that and know, okay, we're behind the eight ball. We have to start getting better quickly. Any other challenges that you guys faced as a team? Clearly, London's not the easiest trip to go to Charlotte and you go straight to London practice facility I mean was it when you got to Sunday and you came out of the tunnel everything felt like you got your work done you, need, you did what you needed mm -hmm. to do I think your routine is probably that how quickly you can fall into your routine your normal work week and know okay the travel lag has got you a little bit um you're trying to recover and it's a race to recover and it's a race to to be ready for game day for all these guys and for these coaches to get their work done so any slight hiccup whether it's traffic on the commute to and from practice or landing in London later or, you know, um, you know, guys not sleeping as well in bed. You know, it's really just a ton of hiccups to your routine that you have to be able to weather that a little bit. Uh, I felt just with us as, as a staff and as a team, I could see guys when we moved to the Grove on the Friday night, Saturday, it kind of felt like we were moving into a pregame hotel situation. Like it was good to get out of Scion Park and have just a little change of scenery to know, okay, now, now we got the game coming up. Now it's time to go. All right. We'll come back with more of, with Michael Perrington, the director of pro scouting. We'll talk about the practice squad and all of its changes. We're back after a quick break here on the community coffee, New Orleans saints radio network. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the Saints Hour. Mike Hoss here along with Michael Parenton, the director of of pro scouting, the Thibodeau native, E.D. White, played at Tulane. I got to ask you a quick question, because you and I, again, we know each other a little bit. So in the, the last Tulane guy I saw, you were listed as 6'2", 287. Yeah. What, 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 what are those numbers now? Uh, probably 6'1". I think 6'2 was a generous uh, measurement for me, even though in my high school recruiting, I, I claimed 6'3". Uh, and... Post London pub life, probably closer to about two twenty five, but been been in the two fifteen area. Yeah, you've been losing you've been losing weight. I mean, purposely, yeah. right? Yeah, I've, um, so have I. But it didn't work. But anyway, at least it works for you, and I'm proud of it. It's, yeah, I'm very proud of it, and I'm I'm happy to be at the weight I'm at, and can never imagine myself being in the three hundred pounds where I was with the Jets and, and with my final couple of years at Tulane. Um, so just kind of chose to go one way out of the transformation and, and feel good. Very good. So let's let's talk about the practice squad because it has changed so drastically. Uh, I mean, prior to 2020 and COVID, you used to have 10 players. The CBA was going to go to 12 to 14, but, you know, they went to 16 during COVID, remains at, at 16. And I, I want to talk just about the process because Latavius Murray that you signed, been on your you know practice squad since September 13th, so it wasn't like he wasn't already there. But just yeah. take me through the process of the 16 
and kind of how, because I know we talked about this last year, and it's poaching and kind of how it happens, irrespective of the person involved. Yeah, um, it's a good question because I think it, it's it's ever developing and, and definitely out of COVID, you had a lot different hypotheticals of which you kind of want to prepare for with your practice squad. So you got 16 spots. Um, and that's a combination of young players and you're, you're allotted, you know, six uh, veteran players uh, out of that group. And you can have no more than four practice squad exceptions um, in that six. So, so there's a lot of different terms. And the practice squad exception is really just a guy that's a little more tenured than some of these young players. And the veterans are guys that are vested. Um, and so what you try to get a mix of, ideally, you, you're going to want you know, all, you know, young players that have this upside, this developmental future that you feel like is going to strengthen your roster come the end of the season or next year um, that are going to be more salary cap friendly depth players as opposed to going out and signing a veteran player for, you know, a little bit more money. Um, and so through COVID, uh, because you had these unlimited elevations, if COVID were to happen uh, in a replacement situation, you got a little bit more freedom to know, okay, there, you know, this guy's got his, let me, let me just go back. And, and so if a guy's on your practice squad, you have three elevations that you can elevate him throughout the year. Last year it was right. two. They, they've upped it. They've upped that to three times. You can elevate a guy before having to sign him to your active roster. Uh, and what that helps you to do is you don't have to expose a young player to waivers like we did in the past. So previously, before these elevations existed, you wanted to get a guy to game day from your practice squad, you'd have to sign him, which would cost you making another transaction as to waiving a, a different player or cutting a different player on your roster who wouldn't be playing. Um, and so you risked losing a player that you were claiming to make the move for. And then once the game was over, cutting that player to get back on your practice squad and losing him potentially. So it just it made a lot more sense to help these teams out to use a guy on game day if they got injury stricken and and not cost you possibly losing that guy to another team claiming him. Um, so you have three elevations, uh, if that's not too confusing. Uh, but no, because we, we went through this last year, right? You had two elevations last year. And yeah. This year you got three. So I, I think it's, I, you know, I'm just more, it's more of a, of a catch-up kind of thing because it's not brand new. It's exactly what happened last year. But you were allowed to, to use a COVID elevation, which didn't cost you any of the practice squad elevations. So certain guys were called up five, six times during the year if it worked out that way. Um, so you got to be a little bit mindful of when and how you're using these guys. And when it gets to a point where after three elevations, you have to sign them to your active roster, you have to be prepared to do that. So there's a little bit of, of juggling with that. And, and coaches all want some familiarity with the players. They don't just want a roster full of, of young players, rightfully so, because you got to get some guys who, in a moment's notice, you can call up um, and get them to the game and be able to win a game. Uh, and so, you know, Latavius was was an interesting guy for us because we obviously had a great experience with him. We love the person. Uh, we love the body type. And, you know, 32 years old, guys like that, they do find themselves come the beginning of the season still on the street because – it's a little bit of unfamiliar territory where everybody's always trying to find younger, um, more developmental players that they could maybe buy low and end up hitting on. Uh, and some of these veteran players aren't necessarily open to the veteran practice squad spot right at the beginning of the year because 
they hope that maybe there's an injury at the position and they just get signed out right to the active roster. Um, and then also the other wrinkle to the situation is that um, if someone signs a player off of your practice squad, they have to commit three weeks um, to keeping that player on their roster. Um, and so veteran players feel as though they don't want to, they don't want to be locked into a team because no one wants to commit to them for three weeks. So some guys would be like, I'd rather stay on the street. That way they can just sign me as needed, as opposed to worrying about keeping me for three weeks. Um, all that being said, uh, Latavius was a great addition. We called him up and, you know, when we needed him and he had a great game for us. He was definitely a difference in that game. And uh, we would have loved to have keep him, uh, to have kept him. Um, but I, I think in, in the player's mind that there was a greater opportunity um, to contribute in a more significant role with those guys having a major injury at their running back position. Uh, and it was nothing about, you know, anything from the opportunity here versus there. Uh, it is just, you know, it's a greater opportunity to be more involved quicker for Latavius, and, and I'm happy for him. He, de he deserved it. Of the 16 that you have on the practice squad, you can protect – protect from that no team could touch is it six no you, the, the protections are now gone that was something that um that the league did last year and you could protect a guy um starting on tuesday of the week it, it was it was really kind of like a we didn't we've never protected a player ever um and there really wasn't a trend if you wanted to try to go into it to be like okay are these their better practice squad players that they don't want to lose or these guys that they're going to play at the end of the week um it was just kind of like a mixed bag of those things. So that's another thing these veterans had to be educated on this year is that, hey, look, we can't protect you from, from signing anywhere anymore. Um, you, if, if you have an opportunity to sign to an active roster and we want to keep you, we'd love to sign you as well. But ultimately, it's your choice whether or not you want to stay with us or not. We're not going to hold any hostages here. And overall, and kind of finally, this came because of something bad with COVID, but it feels yeah. like the NFL will tweak it each year, but it, it feels like they've found a number that, that it's like you've got finally, you're not having to go out on the street and find players. You get to grow players and you may lose them, but you get to really yeah. grow players within your system. This, this has been a, a betterment, if you will, uh, something that started kind of bad. Well, I look particularly at, at, you know, a couple guys that we've had great experiences with using. I think the veteran uh, addition is, is such a great, tool for our league because you know it used to be these guys would run out of eligibility if they played early in their career and then you're getting these guys that are six to eight year veterans that really are struggling to find a job because they, their only option is to sign to an active roster um and so you get guys like jp holtz um who we activated this past week because he's a skill set that we love and he's tough and he's smart and he's everything that, that that we like from a football dna standpoint and had we not had the availability of veteran practice squad and these elevations, like, you know, I don't know how JP gets through our game uh, early on as we still figure out what he does well for us. Um, you know, we had Christian Ringo earlier in the year that we used that for, uh, you know, last year we had several guys that we kind of found um, some value out of using them because maybe from special teams they flash and they make plays or, you know, just in any type of getting more exposure to these players, whether it's a 10 game, I mean, 10 play, 15 play exposure in one week that adds a little bit of what you felt coming out of preseason. I think the elevation part of it has really helped us to be to be a little bit more open minded to playing some of these guys. And it's helped out a lot. And like I said, with injuries rising um, and, and that just 
happening in, over the course of our league, then you got to be prepared to play guys from your practice squad. And, and the more comfortable we are with that, the better we're going to be financially. Michael Parenton, as always, appreciate your time, Director of Pro Scouting. And I know you had a busy week. And coming up next, we're going to talk to Jay Romig, who had a – I know he, I think every week is Everything's a busy week for Jay Romig. Appreciate your time. We're coming back after a quick break here on the Saints Hour, the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back to the Saints Hour. Mike Hoss, we just talked to Michael Parenton. And now speaking with Jay Romig, the Director of – executive director of administration which if you don't really know what that title means don't worry about it because jay does does it all it just says jay will answer and fulfill everyone's requests how long have you been i don't know what that title means either mike well it means you i know well i know what the work means for you because you're uh, just an unbelievable worker uh for this football team how many years have you been doing it 46 this is my 46 season are you do you do you have the longest tenure uh, now, yeah, now I do. I mean, we've, we've had the, uh, actually we have, do have a, a ball boy, uh, Murph Whitman. Who's, oh, Murph. Murph oh, yeah. And with this, you know, as a, it's a game day. Employee, <laughs> I think it's since the beginning. Murph probably feels know, weird to maybe, call him a ball boy anymore, right? <laughs> no, yeah. Ball man. <laughs> right. So certainly in your role as the executive director of administration, I know you yourself and Derek Stamnos work very, very close together, but for you, now you've done this before, certainly with the trip to Charlotte and go right to London uh, in 2017, were there, I mean, great benefits to that or were these trips you got to look at them as, as total different animals now? Well, no, that, that, that really helped us because we, uh, you know, we did do some things different, in 2017, you know, after the Carolina game, we did go back to the hotel where we stayed, and um, and 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 had a meal, and then and then uh, went through, uh, I guess, the TSA and the, and the, everything at the hotel, and then we just bust straight to the plane. This year, I think there was a, a different plan where um, the airline had slotted us to land, or uh, the the league and the uh, and Virgin Atlantic had had slot us to land at a certain time in London on Monday morning. So we felt like we weren't going to have time to go back to the hotel. So the logistics were a little bit different on that. Um, that was the only, I guess, one of the downs, down uh, the negative points about the uh, trip was that that didn't work out because we had, uh, we, we had some, um, there's some delays in, in loading the cargo on the plane. And we wound up sitting on the plane in, in Carolina for about, three and a half, almost to four hours. And uh, which was uh, after the loss, it just didn't sit kindly with a lot of us. So, but everything else after that was fine. So. And clearly the decisions, cause you guys are kind of, we're kind of out, not far from the airport. Um, but talk about the kind of challenges because you've got to get, you have a full, at your host, your, at your first hotel, you've got a full workout room. You've got it's like a locker room, really. And then you've got your practice facility at the the uh, rugby club, which is about 40, 40 minutes away. Nothing's close. Just talk about some of the challenges no, of kind of initially it, it, set up it, it, as, you know, home. This, the, the Hilton Scion Park, where we stayed for the first four days, right. works out perfect, you know, to work out. They think the league and the hotel constructs is beautiful locker room area, training room, um, and weight room that we that the players were able to use while we were there. Now, it, it's close to the London uh, Rugby Club where we practice, but as you know from, from traveling around, one of the, one of the uh, difficulties is um, 
is travel. But in between practices and getting back to the hotel, there's no escorts. The only person that gets an escort over there was the queen and now the king. That's the, the only escorts they, they uh, and, and you run into that. The, uh, the, the, the security that we do have, I think their main goal is to keep the buses together. So we have, we have six buses going to practice. That it just, it just takes, so makes everything last a little bit longer. Those buses are big for those streets, as you, uh, oh you know, there's gosh. not really a lot of, you don't see a lot of SUVs or, uh, uh, you know, that, that you'd see in the uh, United States. It's a lot of, you know, so it's, it's a lot of challenges like that, just on that little end. But the, uh, <clears throat> the hotel, you know, then we moved to the Grove on Friday, and that's an hour and a half drive in the rain was on Friday. And the Grove, it, it sets up a lot of different, we, we, we had hoped to stay at the Grove the whole week. We're one of the few teams that go over for a whole week. You know, a lot of teams are going to the plan where they leave on Thursday night from their city, get there Friday morning and work out and then uh, work out, you know, spend Friday night, work out Saturday and play the game on Sunday. But we're one of the few that have stayed with the plan to go the whole week. You know, our, our staffs, Sean's staff like that. Uh, Dennis, Dennis liked it too. So that's, 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 was our plan. What did you have to take? Like I saw the, the, the situation and everything that you had uh, at, at this, the Scion but to the Grove. Did you have, is it basically trying to create the same type of uh, physical atmosphere from a weight room, locker room, uh, team room, offensive room, you know, that kind of stuff? No, you know what, when we went to the Grove, we kind of create, treated it like a, a normal road game. So it was uh, less meeting rooms. It was just, you know, the main team meeting room, a, a defensive meeting room, a, um, a, a meal room, a, just, just like we were traveling, you know. So, and we, uh, we had already practiced on Friday at the, uh, the, the you know, at London um, Rugby Club, Irish Rugby Club. So we had that out of the way. So Saturdays was a normal walkthrough. And they have a beautiful feel at the Grove that, um, that, that, we, that we use for that. We didn't have to go to the stadium because that would have been another, you know, 40, 45 minutes uh, to get there. So that worked out great. That, and that's, uh, so it was less, you know, most of the stuff that left Scion Park, the Hilton there, either went to, um, was on trucks to go on the, on the, um, the plane to go home or was, or was loaded up on, um, a, was a cargo plane that was going to leave London uh, Monday. And actually that plane flew to Dallas and a truck got here today with most of that equipment that we need, you know, the need to, we need to operate player bag so we can practice tomorrow, all, all different things like that. So it's just, we just kind of moved like we were moving to a road game hotel. The Grove was fantastic. I and mean, that's where Green Bay will be staying this week. Um, that's where most of the, that's one of the, the select hotels that one of the teams, the home team usually stays at when they're there. And you had an opportunity for, for those who aren't looking at a map of London, again, you were west of London towards the airport uh, Tottenham Hotspur is, is really northeast of London. And they also, let's not forget, Sunday morning had the, you know, the London Marathon. marathon. So yeah. that puts you kind of on the other side of, 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 of the marathon traffic and closure of streets, I, I imagine. Well, yeah, which didn't help. You know, it really didn't affect us. We, we, did, we did kind of circle London between hotels and different practice sites in the stadium throughout the whole week. We kind of made a big circle around the, around the city. But um you know, there was also, as, as you probably, I don't know if you mentioned on some of your shows, the um, the, the uh, transit strike that happened starting right. Saturday morning and was going on through Sunday, which uh, didn't affect us, but I think it affected maybe the people trying to get to the game and, and different things downtown. 
We're going to come back. We're talking with Jay Romig. He's the executive director of administration. We'll come back with Jay Romig. You are listening to the Saints Hour with Mike Oss on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back to the Saints Hour. Mike Hoss, along with Executive Director of Administration, Jay Romig. And it's always been a family affair for the Romig family. Uh, so your sister, well, what it, first off, wasn't it kind of cool? Because it was it's just different from your standpoint. Because it was a home game. Uh, to be able to have Mark there and, and, and make the calls just as if it were Caesar Superdome. It was great. It, it was super. And, and um, you know, it was our home game. And we were trying to make it as best of a home game as we can. Uh, my son, Blake, who uh, worked for us for many years uh, in the equipment department, but had left recently, to, and he's working at Metairie Country Club as a, an assistant golf pro. He was over there, and he spotted for Mark. So Mark was Blake was taking him at my best spot, like, I guess, in the booth. And uh, they have, they have and I was up there. I was doing the scoreboard, um, uh, which, which I do at St. Games. So the, the league wanted they, – they offered us, uh, you, you want to bring your scoreboard operator over to the scoreboard – and they said, well, he's going to be there. So I said, so we said, yes. So I was in there. They almost ran me out of the booth though, because uh, when I sat down to do the scoreboard, they said it was just like the Superdome scoreboard, uh, the controls. And so I said, okay, so I didn't, um, I should have probably did a, I did a test run. I learned now, but so when the, the Vikings, uh, when Lutz kicked the ball into the end zone and the Vikings started at the 25, I put 25 in the, but little did I know it was uh sort of metric the way that it was run. And then, it asked, it was all set up for manual that if, you know, you think you put the, would he like second down? Well, I, the first drive was a complete disaster for me because I had a second and 75 one time. I kept trying to put the, on the yard. I don't know, the way, it, the way those penalties were flying, a second and 75 doesn't feel too far off. No, it, it probably did happen. I probably was right on, but the guy from the league who's kind of running the show is yelling at me and yelling, we got to get somebody up here that knows what he's doing. And, and I knew what I was doing, but it was, uh, it was uh, a bad first drive for me. And then it was like, uh, he goes, the let network is complaining. The, the teams are complaining. I could see our video guy, Dave Despacito, right below me where he's filming. And he's kind of looking around like, what, what's going on? But luckily, um, there was some people that it was uh, a guy from this Patrick Stedman who works at the Superdome yeah. there yeah. Uh, doing some contract work for them with all the technical stuff. And he rushed up and he was able to um, – switch it to manual very quickly. And then we, they didn't run me out of the, the, uh, the booth. So it worked out well. Well, yeah, it's just different. I mean, the, you know, 18 degrees, you know, centigrade and Celsius, and you're trying to flip everything. And it's just, uh, I can imagine that even though it's a stadium kind of built, you know, with football in mind and, and has soccer, uh, everything's it's just different when you sit down and do it. It's a beautiful stadium. It's be, you know, yeah. it's uh 
really was nice. It was nice to be there. It's some issues with the field, but they, uh, but I think, uh, for the locker room, the locker room, I've never seen a bigger locker room in all my life. I think you, you were in there probably post game. Yeah. Um, you could have a, a walkthrough in there and it would, but they had some really nice elements to it that, that made it, uh, it was a great, a great day to be there. It was a, just a fun atmosphere, the whole thing. The difference really kind of from your perspective on the back end, because in 08 and in 17, you had an open week when you came back. So I'm assuming it was different because but now, even though you gained the six hours coming back, which to me, it didn't feel like I gained a whole lot. Uh, but so now you don't, you don't have that luxury. You've got to get, I mean, it's Seattle week. And so everything had to be kind of in place this week as soon as possible. Right. That's, that's true. And, and uh, you know, that's why a lot of the stuff that came back with us uh, that night when we got back, you know, we've got about one thirty on Monday morning, we got back and uh, the guys were here, uh, you know, the equipment guys, the trainers, video just getting ready the coaches the players have been off for two days except for what they have to do uh lifting weights and and and, and recovery doing their recovery mode stuff they do but um it, it's true you got to get you know usually i think this is the first time that i can remember uh is that there wasn't an, an open week for um for the teams following this game uh it, i guess it's a little bit too early the league feels when they start scheduling open weeks um, I think they're going to start maybe next week. So we just missed it by a week, but that does make a difference. What is it for you? You've been doing it such a long time and so well and such a, a part of this, uh, the fabric of this organization, Saints Hall of Fame, uh, Doja Melli Award in 2017. What, what, what's your driver? What's when you, from, from game week Monday through Sunday night, what is it that's fun for Jay Romick? I think preparing for the games, preparing for the the uh, the trips, preparing for the home games. Challenges like uh, London, challenges like last year when we spent a month in Dallas because of the hur- you know the hurricane. Um, training camp, I'm I'm actively involved in training camp, so that's that's uh, little challenges like that. You know, we're we're um we're kind of we're probably busier with events around the office and the facility during the off season. So you know, it's always something going on here, and then then I. I kind of love being involved in all that, but, you know, and just, and working with the, the you know, the, the staff we have here. And then also because it's in typically, if, if we were going back to say like 2019, pre COVID pre renovation, I mean, even the home games now, each home game has a certain new messaging. We're going to talk to Haley Williams here in a little bit, but even home games are not really status quo anymore because there's a lot of, a lot of things to do for a home game that we wouldn't have done in 2019. No, that's true. And I, uh, you know, they, we got a great staff with uh, starting with Ian Tigular, you know, works under the uh, Ben Hales and all all that down, that whole group. Uh, Haley, um, you know, uh, they, they do an awesome job. And um, but it, that's that's always a challenge each week. It's all different. You know, we got the uh, uh, whether it's um, the uh, Cancer Crusade week or the, you know, the uh, what we do, the, you know, the, the, uh, the, the league has so many different um dedicated schemes for different reasons that you know and it's all it, it it creates all kind of challenges and all kind but it's exciting and they do an awesome job well we look forward to all of the romans work we appreciate your time and you're always the answer guy whenever anybody needs something so i'm feel like if i'm texting jay if everybody else is texting jay <laughs> jay must have a very busy time and uh we you're greatly appreciated and we thank you for your time today as well mike thank you very much it's good talking to you. We're going to thank you, my friend. We're coming back. We're talking with Haley Williams, and she's a game experience manager. We're talking about a new tradition 
When we come back, it is the Saints Hour on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back, everyone. It is the Saints Hour. Mike Hoss here, and now joined by Haley Williams, who is the Game Experience Manager. Before we get into what is going to be, I hope, a, a new tradition, give people a sense of what Game Experience Manager is and does. That is a very interesting question because we do a little bit of everything. Um, pretty much, you know, we always say everything between the snaps, between the whistles is um, kind of what my department does. So music, um, fulfilling, you know, sponsorship and partnership activations, um, player intros, dealing with lighting, all of everything fun, we like to say. Anthems, color guards, halftimes, that's all us. Well, that's cool. That is, and, and that the game experience you know, begins, you know, well before the doors now. So something new, uh, and that is ring in game day, uh, a new bell ringing tradition. Talk about that and really kind of how it came about. Yeah, so um, this new bell that we are having is going to be a new fan and game experience feature um, that we're introducing this upcoming Sunday at our home game. Um, so pretty much the idea came to life kind of as a collaborative effort between um, some of us in the game experience department, as well as Dennis Lausha. Um, and we wanted to give something new to the fans. Um, so, you know, kind of staying true to the city and our name is the Saints and stuff. We decided on um, a bell, but not just not just a little bell. We have a, a huge like 800 pound bell from the 1850s. Um, we worked with the current family over at Mardi Gras World to really bring it to life, create a whole structure about it. It's 17 feet tall. Um, it's located in Champion Square. And um, this is going to be kind of a new tradition in a sense outside of the Caesar Superdome where, you know, you hear the bell ringing, you know that it's time for game time. You know, it's we're going to ring it at 90 minutes prior to kickoff, 60 minutes and then 30 minutes. So um, it'll kind of be an audio signifier to our fans that we're getting close to kickoff. We need you guys in the dome. And who, who will ring the bell? So again, kind of a collaborative effort um, to really uh, set the tone for this season. We're going to have different um, former Saints players and stuff come and ring it um, each game day. So 90 minute, 60 minute, 30 minute bell. Um, our hope is to have, you know, different players from, you know, throughout the Saints organization to, you know, come join in on this tradition with us. Does this is a weird question. I'm sorry, but does the 90 minute bell sound different than the 60 minute bell and the 30 minute bell or are they all the, the kind of the same or do we let people know hey we're this is the 90 this is start getting ready yeah exactly so um they all do sound the same um so because it's out in champion square um we're gonna have our champion square mc out there miss shiba songs kind of you know once you hear the bell she's gonna hop on and say saints fan that's 90 minutes until kicked kickoff start making your plans to head inside all that good stuff well, I remember, you know, with with last the last home game uh, with Tampa, and that was there's some changes that were made, and in Champion Square with where that's where you would kind of get ticketed and stuff. But my point mm -hmm. was really is that everybody's kind of wrapped their arms around that uh, and and loved that kind of experience to kind of have that out of the way. So yeah. uh, that, I think that's that's nice, and I think we'll kind of have a different feel to what Champion Square might might be, and, and because of the bell. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we definitely got um, some good feedback from our fans, you know, extending the perimeter and having it where, you know, once you're in Champion Square, you're practically inside the dome. You can just walk up the steps at Champion Square and head right inside, not have to worry about a second security checkpoint or anything like that. So um, hopefully it'll just be another fun thing for our fans out there. 
and hopefully we've we've kind of been through the tough ones i've always seen because we have the whole exterior perimeter but i think when we start getting into seattle and the cincinnati and the the vegas and the baltimore and it's cooler and it's a a neat place to hang out we're going to see even more kind of this thing that was brought on by the renovation of which you know i'm a part of but and it turns out it might be a pretty cool little little event a little place to hang out outside yes absolutely um i've been you know checking the weather <laughs> all this week hoping that we're <laughs> gonna have good weather and stuff but it's looking like it's gonna be about 80 degrees on sunday so um you know hopefully more people will stick around outside get to the game early so that they can really experience champion square and then it'll just be an easy walk for them to get inside to their seats do we believe this will be a, a tradition beyond just this start of this Seattle game or, or, or home games in general moving on? Yeah. So the hope is that, um, I mean, the bell, the bell is out there. The bell is um, thousands of pounds that in the whole structure. So it's, it's out there for sure. Um, so uh, the hope is to do it every single home game, have different Saints uh, former players and, you know, ring the bell with us each game day. And, you know, hopefully, in the years to come, we can expand that to, you know, more hopefully recognizable public figures. Um, you know, once we get into salute to service games and crucial catch games, you know, some cancer survivors or military members, um, we really just want it to be an inclusive thing um, and something special for people to really gather in on. Well, it's how I, I'm so intrigued now. I can't wait to go out and take a look at it. Yeah. I mean, 18, <laughs> it's, 50, it's 17 feet tall. And they're like, we're not moving that thing. Or yeah, pick, yeah. Figure it's, out it's where it's going to go. <laughs> it is out there. So swing by, take a look. I is. That's that's a great idea. And I'm, I, I think it's important because I, there's so much that goes in to the game day experience. And it begins. And it's so scripted. I worked on the sidelines for three years. And I mm-hmm. used to just think, you know, I, as a fan, we just roll in. And, you know, things would happen. But when I worked with the, the game day experience crew, I was so impressed with, I mean, it's a script, right? It's, mm-hmm. You got 30 seconds for this, 28 seconds for this, 15 seconds to walk out for the start of the national anthem, 15 seconds to walk back. It's yep. not, it doesn't, things just don't happen. There's a lot of rehearsal and a lot of scripts. And, and these are people, I'm saying this, you know, just complimentary because they work their tails off. And I don't think people really realize, I mean, there's a script for the pregame, you know, but there's a lot of stuff that goes on to make that game day experience possible. Yes, there is. It's definitely a logistics game. Um, Our kind of motto is, you know, football and fans first. So, you know, everything that we're talking through, partnership things, um, anything that we're doing is, you know, how can this help us win a football game? How can this, you know, get the fans on their feet to, you know, maybe have a little more energy um, start yelling and screaming a little more and swing of their rally towels. So um, yes, it's all very logistical, but um, we're happy to do it. I, I'm, I'm, is the, if you're looking at the bell, is it underneath one of those things that you kind of move with your hand to ring the bell or will somebody actually slug something to hit the bell? <laughs> yeah. So there's, <laughs> um, we have a long rope that is attached to um they call it like the clapper of the bell. So the thing that's inside obviously yes. makes it ding. So um, we have a rope that extends about 20 feet out. So when you're ringing it, your head isn't right up on it because it is loud. Um, it's a church bell. <laughs> so um, yeah, there's a rope that you can pull. Well, that's cool. And this is, I, I imagine because of with the with the road trips early, now you're looking at four of your next five games mm-hmm. here at Caesar Superdome. It's, it's now you can kind of really get into your 
momentum and, and you know you know you're not traveling a whole lot and this this these next four or five for for your game day experience crowd will be very important yes for sure um obviously looking forward to all of these games and everything um you know again like you said hopefully with the weather outside getting a little cooler um people will of course enjoy their experience out at champion square but you know want to come inside still and get on their feet and cheer on our guys that is a wrap for us here on the Saints Hour. Mike Oss, want to thank Michael Parenton and Jay Romig and then Haley Williams. It's Seattle on Sunday. Get there early and get in the game. Thanks, everybody, for listening tonight on the Saints Hour on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.